T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Howard Simon. You know why I'm on the block? Because your stupid Trevor Lawrence advice, you <laughs> And Jeremy White. It's not a hot take. I'm not going here yet, but Burrow might be fancy Kirk Cousins. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Uh, one of the many things Jeremy won't miss at 6.03, surprisingly caught by the start of the show, I'm still putting my headphones in, and I'm not ready. Okay, happy Tuesday. One of my thoughts today was we got another television station coming in, right? Yeah. They're going to film you, me, and I thought, because Matt Bovey and Channel 7 were in last week. Yeah. Had the Prusak Channel 2 coming in today. Channel 4. Channel 4 coming yeah. in today. And, uh, you know, talking to me about you, talking to you about you, your your departure. And as I was driving in, I thought, I hope I'm not wearing the same hat and fleece and ever i'm not the hat doesn't bother me i think it's it might be the same hat same hat it's not the same zip up okay like i was wearing a full zip and now i've got a quarter zip they're both gray you know i but i realized on the way i'm like oh no there's gonna be a television camera asking me questions we have some merchandise for all the stations (laughs) that is available at uh our shop website if you want to go put on a kiss t-shirt or a sal capaccio song t-shirt i gotta get one of those yeah so you know if you're worried about the fleece you know, go grab. There's a wolf shirt out there. There's a little bit of everything. How about this for a shirt? And I'm not kidding. We should put this on a shirt. I'm not retiring. I'm just not doing this anymore. Yes, Howard Simon. <laughs> should I copyright that? <laughs> you think I, I mean, can make that, money off that? That's something. I think you have. Don't you have a patent or a copyright or something? I do have a trademark. So I should trademark that. Is what you're telling me? Yes, I've, I've, I'm not retiring. I'm just not doing this. I trademarked "Fall is Elite." I feel like that's a better trademark than I'm not retiring. I'm not doing this. It's not like the Michael Buffer thing that he says in the ring that you're not even, we can't al- say. not even allowed to say. We get, every now and then, we will get an email from so corporate right. reminding us you can't don't use the it. phrase. I'm not going to say it. You can all say fall as a lead as much as you want. I don't Look have it. You. I don't have it that protected. It's just, you know, if it's on a shirt and it's going to charity, yeah. Can I say let's get ready to schmumble? You can't. Oh, I think you might be in trouble. You I said schmumble. You can't I even do I it. Dump that. Yeah, you can't even do it. Dump it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, can anyway. I just can I just drop an F bomb instead? Would and, that be better? And also, what are you worried about? You can swear you're you're done in a couple of days. You know, I done thing I didn't take advantage of, and I I can't believe I didn't think of this. Although I could do this next week. You're off next week. Joe's in. Joe, you're screwed next week. Because what I didn't take advantage of, what are they gonna do? Fire me? Right. I've never been in that position in my entire working career where you could go, what are they gonna do? Fire me? Monday will be, you know, Josh Allen's not that good. <laughs> Tuesday will be, Ryan Miller was always a jerk. Wednesday, Wednesday's going to be, you know what? Trade Tage Thompson. His value yeah. will never be higher. Thursday, it would make sense <laughs> if the Bills were to move. Hey, 
Thursday you're in next week, right? Oh, I am in Thursday. Okay, right. don't, I'm not working a full week yeah. my last week. That's right. I'm in Thursday. Whew. Well, we're going Whew. We're going That's on close. vacation. We, My wife and I used to go to Colorado every year, and we're finally going back first time since the pandemic. And, you know, this weather system that's coming through, we were, we were arguing, lightly debating mm-hmm. whether the forecast for the weather system was for this week or next week. Because when you're reading an article about, you know, the storm should move in on Tuesday yeah. and it's Monday night, the question becomes, well, which Tuesday is that? Wouldn't they just say tomorrow or would they, are they talking about a storm that's next week? It was her belief that uh. she was talking. The storm was talked about for next week. No, it's I, I, this I know, weekend. right, right. And I'm, hmm. you know, lightly saying, you're trying to tell me that they're talking about what snowfall and weather and wind will be not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. That's too far in advance. Yeah, right. It's yeah. this week. So Pat Hammer, I was. It's nice to have Patrick Hammer on the old. Uh, Unofficial retainer? Yeah, the direct message. Like, hey, what's going on? Are we going to be okay to get out for this trip? And, you know, how's it going to be out there? Because right now in Denver, there are 80-mile-an-hour wind gusts, and some of the places where you ski are closed when it's that cold and that windy. I feel like landing a plane might be challenging at 80-mile-an-hour winds. you would think. You would think. You might bounce a little bit. Yeah. So Teaching the twins how to ski? It's been discussed. Really? It's definitely... Could they stand up on skis? They could stand up on skis. That's probably all they can do. I mean, they can... They can use scooters right now, like little two-scooter, whatever, like a little mini tricycle scooters. And Wow. So if they can do that, they have some balance. My wife is very intent on eventually getting them onto skis mm-hmm. um, because, you know, the earlier you introduce really anything, I'm going to use some science here, I think, and it's just like stuff I read on the internet, neural pathways form, making it more likely that you are able to learn something because you learn it young. Well, right? Isn't we, that like we you, tried that. With Jonathan, with Jonathan, with ice skating, okay. Not, never skiing because none of us ski. Joanna, my wife doesn't ski. I don't ski. Nobody skis. We tried it with ice skating with Jonathan. Hated it. I mean, he might have been like I don't know four, whatever. One of those, you know, you go out and you got the uh, basically the old old person walker, which they use for little kids when they're first learning how to be on the ice. Yep. So we had that crying his eyes out. Absolutely didn't want to go out there. I felt like the worst parent in the world. Go ahead, try it. You'll like it. I don't want to do it. No, don't make me do it. And he just bombed. And you gave up? Yeah. <laughs> but as it turns out, he ends up playing ice hockey. Okay. For school. So he, he a few years later. See, this is what I learned. That was the neural pathway. It's on his schedule. You could, doctors and people, you could read books, try this at this age, this at that age, neural pathway. We learned our son operates on his schedule. Hmm. And what he learns to do, he will do on his schedule and not when, quote, you're supposed to teach them certain things. So he ends up loving skating and, like I said, ends up playing ice hockey for school So and, and youth leagues and all that. So who knows? I uh, yeah. Good luck. Well, we're in one of those spots where, you know, your Get kids. snowmobiling. <laughs> your kids will follow things that you do to mm-hmm. a point and, of course, be their own people. But, you know, we are somewhat to very big outdoors people, whether that's Hiking, skiing, yep. whatever. So we go on hikes with them. I, we they've would, been to golf courses. They've been, right? they've been out on golf courses. Um, my one of the things my son woke up this morning at four a.m. saying was, "Watch golf, ah, watch golf." Maybe he thought the British Open was on. I thought I'm like, mm, mm, all right. It's not that bad to say that, but right now, not a great idea. There's not a lot of golf on. Are they Arsenal fans? Yes, they will say Arsenal. 
Look at that. Uh, t- yeah, they don't right. say like Man City or no, anything. No, yeah. no, no, it's, it's banned. All right. So, yeah. Hey, anyway. so with the weather, basically, we have no idea. It's going to be a nice storm. There might be some snow. I did hear coming in that the temperatures at the state line might be 60 and up here be freezing rain and ice. Wonderful. And there's going to be, from one map I saw, a 100-degree difference potentially between the northern and southern United States at some point. Really? Yeah, like between North Dakota and Texas might be 100 degrees different. I feel like that's going to be a stat of the day. Yeah. Well, um, whatever is supposed to happen, if it does happen... Would happen Wednesday evening, probably, I think, after your afternoon commute. Could be rain, could be snow, could be heavy snow, could be sleet, could be freezing rain. Uh, Wednesday night into Thursday, possibility of um, maybe a quarter of an inch to a half an inch of ice. Maybe. They don't know for sure because the winds and the temperature. And right now they don't know exactly what's going to happen with both of those, so they can't accurately predict what will happen in terms of the precipitation, what it will be, when it will be, so forth and so on. But obviously ice is a, you know, the word that freaks us all out because the first thing you think of is power lines going down and losing power and running generators and all that neat fun stuff. So there's no definitive 100% like here's what's going to happen yet. But there's potential for some snow? Yes, but there's potential for everything. Okay. Snow, rain, sleet, freezing rain, ice. I've only had to use the snowblower Oh, I was thinking about once. That. I was almost going to run it out the other day. It's probably filled up from the blizzard still. It's, it's once for the blizzard, and before that, maybe a half of a time yeah. that I, I did because I just wanted to. I had it ready. Yeah. But, yeah, we had the blizzard, which dropped all that snow. And other than that, at least in North Buffalo, it's been quiet. Not a lot of snow. Yeah. You know, you, you tell me this every winter. Like, how many times? I'm glad I have it, but how many times you end up using it? I probably say we average three. Yeah, maybe. And uh, although the blizzard accounted for, I think, five normal uses. (laughs) Right. I feel like last year there were four or five, but this year it's been pretty light, other than, of course, the gigantic event. But then the problem is, whenever you get to the point where you're, okay, you're in the spring, oh, I got to run out the snow throw. I don't like having gas sit in it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's not a good thing. That's what you're supposed to do. So you run it out, and it feels like it takes a half hour to run it out, and you're, you know, annoying the neighbors. What's Howard doing down there? His, (laughs) His snow thrower is still running. Turns out it gets great gas mileage when it's not moving. Yeah. It, it takes which, forever. Which would translate, though, to zero miles per gallon. Like, at least with the lawnmower, I'll just get a last cut. When it dies, it dies. It runs out of gas, whatever. Fine. Who cares? But with the snowthrower, you got to run it out. And I always, yeah, I always worry about how long it's running and how loud it is. And I think, I think there's a lot of snow in there because I probably would have filled it up the last, when we had the blizzard. Yeah. Just kept filling it. Big game tonight. You going? You want to go? Big wanna, game? What wanna, am I doing for a big game? Want to scalp some tickets? You know what? Actually, I was talking to our colleague Brian Mazarowski over at WBEN, and yesterday there were limited box office tickets available yesterday. He went online and said he saw tickets for $50. And I thought, really? First off, there were tickets available. And this is platinum, gold, whichever yeah. is. It's a platinum game, I assume. 50 bucks for the Leafs. And I thought, wow, that's that's actually very reasonable. I'm going to guess they were upstairs. I didn't ask him, but that sure must be 300 level. Well, I've got... Uh... At Savers.com right now, I think these are verified resale tickets. A number, uh, no, these would just be available. Okay, yeah, there's there's tickets. Looking at seventy bucks right. for the cheapest ticket. No, those are all verified resale. Okay, so never mind. Box office, uh, yeah, limited, but a lot of resale, which is normal, right? This is one of the things dealing with with the bills that you wonder about. 
And we had Ron Rakuya on last time to talk about the number of season ticket holders there are for the Bills, how many could get into the new stadium, how they're going to trim the numbers of brokers to just buy and resell tickets. Good. I wonder what that number is like for the arena. Because, you know, the season ticket number was... What is the season ticket number now? It was down to six? It was way down. And how much of that would have been brokers? And how much, when you see a Sabres-Leafs game, how many tickets are scooped up by brokers that think, well, people come over the border and Mm -hmm. buy and resell? I wonder what tonight's crowd will be like because... You know, for Sabres Leafs, it used to be a great event. It probably will be. I would imagine it'll be a packed house and would you say 50-50? Would I you say 60-40 Leafs? I, thought, I mean, it's tipped the other way in recent years, right? Because as the Sabres got worse and worse and worse, more Leaf fans were filling, filling up the building. I would have, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably a little more Leaf fans than Sabre fans tonight. Yeah, maybe. You know, there still might be Sabre fans who did have tickets to the game and, and flipped it because, and you know, you can get money on this game. Maybe you can. It used That used to be a thing you, you could think you could make a lot of money on, and that kind of dried up a little bit. It is the Leafs' only trip. Yeah, that's crazy. So that might be 70-30 Leafs and, because of and, that because it's their one game here. And it's a big game. It's a very big game. And the game. Sabres are fun. Like, you'd yeah. actually go to a Sabre game. To see the Sabres, as opposed to going to a Sabre game to see the other team, the other team's star player, right? Ovechkin, Crosby, McDavid, blah, 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 blah. You'd actually go to watch the Sabres play. So, yeah, I, I, I'd I, still anticipate it being a little bit more to the Leafs' end of things tonight, I think. But if it's a big game, I'll be in my basement hunkered down, actually. So I, 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 I've got the run of the house. So, actually, the wife is away. So maybe, I, whatever. Anyway, no, I'm not going. You going? No, don't have plans to. I've been to some Sabre Leaf games. They're and great. They are great, but also, like when the Leafs score and the building explodes, I don't handle that very well. Well, it's not fun when it's 70-30 Leafs fans. Yeah. The, I think the right mix for any game you're at that's a home game that is a great atmosphere is 75-25, or maybe 80-20 for the home team. Mm-hmm. A good contingent of road fans can get everybody going. You know, if there's... Well, as soon as they start the Go, go Leafs, Leafs Go, go right. chant, if the you Sabre have, fans will answer. If you have 2,000 fans in there screaming, Go Leafs Go, the 17,000 Sabres fans get off their keisters and start yeah. moving a little bit more. So, nice little you know, little spice into the stew. You don't want the uh, NHL version of, of the um, AFC-NFC championship games at a neutral site, 50-50, no. or a bowl game where you know half the building is this and half the building is that? I mean, that's good, too, but I just mean for your actual home game, yeah. I think a little bit of a road flavor is good for it. When are they going to do something about the schedule, and why is it that there's only one visit by Toronto to Buffalo in an entire season? I, I don't know what to do about the NHL. Everybody, just about everybody, thinks that their schedule and their playoff and their point system is that it's all, bleep. Every NHL fan thinks at least one of those is broken. Mm-hmm. Some think all three might be broken. But I don't think you find anyone, anybody that says all three are great, whether it's... The, uh, you can. Who? He's Gary the commissioner. Batman. Right, that's right, Gary Bettman. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. The playoff format, Travis Yost had some uh, stats about that, how bad it is that the current playoff format kind of guarantees you will have a bad matchup in the first round because there are always divisions that are better than others, and yeah. you pit the best division against itself. Well, if I had to pick the list you just gave me, I really never thought about the schedule. There's a lot of the stuff I didn't think of when the Sabres were a non-factor, and we didn't really have to worry about the playoff format because the Sabres were never in contention. So as an outsider, we'd notice it. The schedule, I honestly, 
couldn't even tell you what the balance is now. Like how many games you play in the division, how many games in your conference. I know you play everybody in the other conference twice, right, I assume, one yep. and one. I don't think about the schedule. To me, the playoff format, whether the Sabres were in or out, is a travesty. The only person who thinks it's good is the commissioner. And he's under the impression that fans love it. I have no idea what fans he's talking to. Because you should never have a first round where one matchup could pit the team with the fourth best record in the league playing the team with the sixth best record in the league. And another first round matchup has the 13th best record playing the 16th best record. This year it's worse than ever because in addition to four versus six, you have three versus five. Great. Fabulous. Yeah, the, the Eastern matchups are going to pit some of the best teams in the league, and one of them's going out in the first round. In the meantime, I'm going to guess out West, you're going to have double-digit seed teams that are going to be advancing because of a favorable first-round matchup. Yep. It's, it's crazy. And again, you know, the schedule, they should do something about it as well. I'm not necessarily like the olden days where what like, I don't know, is this the old Adams division where you played your rivals <laughs> nine times in a season? I don't need that. But in our hockey world, uh, a, a matchup like Buffalo and Toronto, a division rival, someone like that, should not be making one visit it to the arena. It is kind of wild that they make this playoff format for rivalries. But they ignore then, them in the regular season. In the season. regular season, I mean, maybe maybe rivalries are pretty well attended or whatever. Uh, they, they they pay attention to rivalries during the regular season, and this, this Buffalo-Toronto one is just one that somehow got neglected. Back to the playoff format, your matchups in the first round, 10 will play 11. Ridiculous. And 9 will play 13. This is West? This is West. That's the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference has all the best teams. The Eastern Conference has owned the West head-to-head this year. So, you know, maybe you think that artificially inflates things, but the reality is that that's how it works. Why can't Toronto get out of the first round, and how come Edmonton can? Because Edmonton, as the 12th best team, is going to play the 11th best team. Yeah. And Toronto, as the fourth best team is going to play the sixth. Yeah, and I don't know. I know we, we touched on this a little bit yesterday. I do remember the age when it didn't matter. You just went 1-16-2-15. Like I said, there was a year I think the Sabres played Vancouver in the first round. So why can't they do that? Because they don't want players flying. You know, you play a best of seven and you're flying back and forth from Buffalo to Vancouver in the change, first round of the playoffs. Change the two three two format and go for it. I was thinking about this across sports and wondered if East-West isn't, mm, I don't want to say like a problem, but why does the NBA still have East-West? Why does Major League Baseball? They don't really. They have the Central, right? And football right. doesn't really do East-West. Football does AFC, NFC, mm-hmm. and it's equally spread. You play in your own region sometimes. Sometimes you make a trip. I realize the travel is not as many games, but in hockey, East-West, it did not used to exist. The idea of Buffalo playing Vancouver in a first-round series because it's 1 versus 16, that sounds like a great idea. And I get travel and expenses, but doesn't doesn't it seem like this league could figure that out? How, well, how much it, more it can figure it out. I mean, they do have, by the way, they have charter flights. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I mean, the Sabres could have to go to Florida in the first round. Is Vancouver really that big a difference? I, not, I don't think you have a shot in you-know-what for that to happen ever again. What? Because I think players would because complain. Vancouver, because Vancouver will never make the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think players would complain. I mean, I, Look, they used to play, I, there was a year, they, when they were playing best of three first rounds, the Rangers played the Kings. So you play, say, game one in New York, hop on a plane, play game two in Los Angeles, I assume, and then come back. Anyway, I don't think you have a prayer of seeing one through 16. To me, I just don't think it's going to happen because I think the players would complain about travel. 
it's four rounds in the playoffs, and right away, boom, you're going, you know, you're getting on a plane and you're flying to Vancouver or Edmonton or Los Angeles, and maybe you're, you're going east-west in round two. I think the players would never go for that. I don't think the PA would ever go for that. I don't know how the owners would feel. I'm going to guess the players would say no a thousand times. But, but I'd like to, that's why for me, I'd like to at least see the, the NHL get away from its division rivalry stress in the playoffs and, and just return to one through eight. Um, I'm trying to think of other formats. You know, didn't they used, they used to seed when the Southeast was in business, right? Yep. Wasn't it the three division winners were automatically the top three seeds? I don't even want that. I just want to take the but best that, eight teams in the conference. But that was still better. You, it was better than this. Even as the Southeast champ, you'd be the three seed and probably right. not deserve it. We'd always talk Atlanta. about how you want to play the, you know, finish in the six. Yep. Why? Because you played the Southeast division champ. Carolina, whatever so that wasn't, it would have been. That wasn't perfect, but it was better than this. Better than this. This is just, you cannot have an inequity like that in your system where two top seven teams are playing and then either the 10th or 11th best team is guaranteed to be in the second round of the playoffs. Guaranteed. Well, like, what was the point of 82 yeah. games? The other part of it is, you know, rivalry. What, what really builds a rival, rivalry and can you artificially do it? Michigan and Ohio State is one of the best rivalries in sports. They're in the same conference. They play one time a year. Auburn and Alabama, it's the format. It's football. Okay, one time a year. Red Sox, Yankees, they're in the same division. Mm-hmm. You, didn't, you didn't have to pit them against each other in the playoffs. If they met, fine. The rivalry exists as it is. What the NHL tried to do was make it so, and again, with the wild card, it only makes it true for half of the matchups. You have eight first-round matchups. Four of them are guaranteed to be in division and have rivalry status. Mm-hmm. How many would it have been if you just left it alone? Three? Five? I'm sure there are some years... You some, would have... Somewhere there would have been a, a yeah. rivalry, a I division match. Let's go through the Sabres last time they played. They, they made the playoffs. They played the Flyers one year. Okay, not a rivalry, not mm-hmm. in your division. They played Boston one year. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a rivalry. In the uh, 5 6 run, no to Philly, yes to Ottawa. In 6 7 it's no Rangers... No Islanders. Yes, Ottawa. Pre pre before this format, didn't Pittsburgh and Washington meet numerous times in the playoffs? I yeah. think they would have been in the same division so at that point. The idea that they needed to tilt the scales to guarantee themselves rivalry matchups, yeah. I just think it got so tired. You're telling me that Toronto and Tampa are going to this postseason thinking, ooh, yeah, time to get back to it with yeah. this huge rival. They're probably exhausted by right. it. And here's the see, for me, I always thought, okay, why are you doing this? It is not because you can't sell tickets. It's the playoffs. You're gonna, the game's going to sell out. It's the playoffs. TV ratings? Really? It's the NHL. Do they, should they ever do anything for TV ratings, no matter what they do? It is a niche television rating sport. And honestly, it's a playoff game. I'm going to watch whether it's Toronto and Tampa or Toronto versus Columbus. Well, maybe this year it wouldn't necessarily be Columbus. My point is, like, what did they feel was the big benefit for putting – Division rivals in the first two rounds of the playoffs. Why? I don't understand it. Do you, if they meet in the playoffs, does it help? Reg, were they worried about regular season ticket sales in these buildings? So if Toronto and Tampa make, make, uh, meet in the playoffs, well, next season when the Leafs and the Lightning play in the regular season, we're going to sell out every game because they just played in the playoffs. It just doesn't make any sense. And as I said, if you're a league that plays 82 games, and that is a grind, and we talk about you know how hard it is to get through ADC games and all that stuff, and you you work your butt off and you get yourself into a position for a high seed and all this other stuff. You have an inequity in the system. Come playoffs. Now, I also understand there are going to be years where the Eastern Conference is better than the Western Conference. 
There might be years where the Western Conference is better than the East. But it just seems like this is, at least in this division, for how many years now has this division, the Atlantic division, been loaded in the top three? And, right, Toronto, Tampa, Boston, although Florida was in there last year. They've been at it for a while. And I just think there's an inequity in the system. Again, I know you defended the Leafs yesterday with the O'Reilly trade. We've brought up the fact that as much as we all enjoy the Leafs losing in the first round of the playoffs, let's face it, if you took a step back and you were impartial, you'd look at it and go, it's, it's unfair. It's not a fair system to a team like Toronto who plays really well over 82 games and every year has the misfortune of being in the same division with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Boston Bruins, who've been good for how long now? Like among the best in the league for how many years now and you're stuck in the same division with them? And perhaps the most frustrating part of all of it for me, or I don't know if any fans think the same way, but I just looked at if they went one through eight, how many of the of the eight matchups would be division rivalries in the opening round? Four. So there's your division. The rivalries. same number as they right. get anyway, right. which is you know whenever this point is brought up about the three two one point system, I get to all the time is like you know the standings wouldn't be that different. And that's part of the reason why it should be done. That's right. It's not even a drastic change. It would just make things very, very, well, a little better very easily. It's a little more fair. It just make it better. Things would be a little better, and it's not even a drastic change. It's... You know, it's like arguing with your spouse. Like, could you would you would you just put the put? Could you get the sock all the way to the laundry basket? You know, <laughs> my, my projecting that I hear hmm. that I hear. This I wonder sometimes. where that came from. It's, it's cliche, but the point is, you could just make this change, and you're not bankrupting your sport. You're not doing anything drastic. You'd be going from four guaranteed divisional matchups in your playoff round one, only round one, yep. to two. The other format having four divisional playoff matchups in your first round just organically so let me ask you this why isn't this talked about more over the years it really isn't right i mean how many times have you heard hey the gms are meeting one of the items on the table for discussion is creating a new playoff format it never comes up why isn't it a big problem the nhl moves like a glacier that's why people hate the shootout people hate plenty of things they don't move that quickly meanwhile the nfl is already tackling the Tush push quarterback sneak. They're yeah. gonna to, not just Dean Blandino said it. Peter King said it now too. They're going to talk about it. Yeah. They're going to probably outlaw it. Yeah, sounds like that. When the competition committee meets, they're going to bring it up. Right. Good job. Well done. It's funny. I think if you look at it, I guess it is it better to be the yeah. I guess it's better to be the NFL because I think the NFL can be pro is much more proactive than the NHL. But also, I think the NFL is its own worst enemy at times. It goes. It's too reactive, right? You know, the the year they decided to review pass interference was a colossal failure. So the NFL, to their credit, tries, but sometimes I think they knee-jerk react, whereas the NHL sits back all the time and says, oh, no, everything's fine. Our fans love the game the way it is. Don't change a thing, right? The last time they thought, hmm, we need to do something about our game was coming out of the 4 lockout. Hey, let's start calling more penalties and open the game up. Now, the state of the game is fine, actually, right? Scoring's been good this year, right? Game is, the game is in great game's shape. fine. Yep. And they've got some stars. They've got some really Lots young, talented players. But it's just, I don't understand why GMs aren't pounding on Gary Bettman's door at the league offices in New York going, you have to change the playoff format. Or why does the Players Association have a say? This is collectively bargained, isn't it? Can you actually sit down and talk to the commissioner and go, listen, buddy, 
this, it's time to change your playoff format. This is very much not good for the sport, and you need to do something about it ASAP. And I'm not going to lie. I care a little bit more about it now that the Sabres are actually in a playoff race for, you know, the first time in a dozen years. 803-0550 to join us on this lovely Tuesday morning. We've got a lot to get to, including a little football on the docket today. The franchise tag period opens today in the National Football League. Not expecting the Bills to use their tag, but we'll talk about Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer. Could be a handful of tags coming out uh, around the league, so we'll discuss that. And uh, we always have phone lines open. You can uh, join us on the discussion we are having. If you have something else you would like to bring up, different from the discussion, that is fine. Phone lines are always open at 8030550 on the show today. Sal Capaccio is going to join us at 7 o'clock. To talk more about the bills, the tag, free agency, and all that stuff. Don Granado with his regular Tuesday morning 8 o'clock or 8.05 segment with us. Sabres play the Leafs tonight. And we'll talk about some of the key storylines in the NFL this offseason. Quarterback moving, a bunch of other stuff. Dan Graziano uh, from ESPN is going to join us at 9.30. You can join us too on WGR. When July 1st comes around and there is there is a discussion around an extension and nothing happens, that's ultimately going to be the biggest talking point in Toronto. You talk about this Ryan O'Reilly move, people can consider it a rental. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Would this be used as an insurance policy, too, just in case Matthews does want a lease? Look, being a guy that played for the lease, that now covers the lease, I want Austin Matthews to be a Maple Leaf for life. But I can't sit here comfortably today and say that I'm confident that will happen. That is Carlo Coliacomo from TSN. He was on with Sal and Joe yesterday on the Extra Point Show. Uh, wow. Ryan O'Reilly has an insurance policy for Austin Matthews. Woof. Good luck with that if that's the case because that's really not a very good idea at all. I look forward, actually, um, the, the one thing we've learned to, to enjoy about the Toronto media in this area where we live in proximity to Toronto, and we can, of course, you can look at TSN and Sportsnet, their websites. You can listen to Toronto Sports Talk if you like. Anyway, they're never, 
ever prone to overreacting when it comes to talking about the Leafs and the Toronto media. So I actually would like to see July 1st come and Austin Matthews not have an extension because I would love to just be entertained by the stories that come out of Toronto and the absolute panic that comes out on a daily basis if he has not signed an extension. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? They're going to go nuts up there. Leaf fans will be apoplectic every single day he doesn't sign. He's not going to go to Arizona, right? That, that no, might be no, their... <laughs> no, no. Okay. Austin Matthews is not going to go play in front of 5,000. No, play at right. home yeah. in, at the no. uh, Arizona not, State Ice Complex? Okay. He'd be the biggest star to switch teams since... John Tavares. <laughs> isn't, right? he bi- is, isn't he bigger? He, oh, he's certainly... He's okay, younger. So I guess so that's right. He's yeah. the biggest... And I, like my first thought was Russell Wilson, but let's go with on how good they are. In their sport. Austin Matthews is better than Russell Wilson. He'd yes. Be, he'd be the biggest star to switch teams. Well, you get more prime years left. Oh, is it Tyreek Hill the answer? He's not a quarterback. At his position, I though, mean, that works. Hill has consistently been talked but about. LeBron as the, leaving Cleveland? Okay. Now, the, the, it, it feels like that's the level. Yeah. He's the third most valuable player in the sport, maybe. Sometimes number one. McDavid's one. Yeah. And then McDavid, and Matthew scored six. McDavid, McKinnon, and Matthews are like all in their own category. Yep. So yeah, LeBron, right? Good. Yeah, I mean at that point, right? Yeah, LeBron hadn't won a championship yet, not till he got to Miami. So LeBron leaving. I look forward to Austin Matthews having a television show to announce where he's taking his talents. <laughs> you want? I mean, you remember how Cleveland reacted to LeBron? I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I should not laugh at someone's possible misfortune, but it is Toronto. If Matthews ever left. The oh my god, the reaction in that city would be people would be burning Austin Matthews jerseys on like Young Street. It would be unbelievable. Young Street, Front Street, Front Street, whatever. One of the streets up there in downtown Toronto. Thanks for hanging out with us. 803-0550 to join us this morning. Leafs are in town tonight. Big game for the Sabres, big week for the Sabres. Um with Toronto and then a trip quick trip to Florida, playing Tampa and Florida. And then here for uh, Washington on Sunday, big games with the Caps and the Panthers. Those are obviously two teams the Sabres need to jump over to get into a wild card spot. And uh, it's amazing to see the number of games in hand right now. Six on the two teams that are currently in the wild card spot. So, hey, that's 12 possible points to make up five points with you and the Islanders, four points with you and the Panthers. So the Sabres are in really good shape. Now they just have to win the games in hand. Good. And beat the Leafs tonight. Beat the Leafs tonight. In, what was it, November when they played them up there? I think it's been a while. How about that too, right? A division rival, and you've played them one time, and we're here. We're almost at St. Patrick's Day, for goodness sake. Or we're, we're almost in March, and you've played a division rival one time so far the, this season. That's the NFL format. The Bills and Patriots not playing until December. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway. So franchise tag window opens? Uh, 4 o'clock, I think. Okay. I think it's this afternoon. They're not franchising Tremaine Edmonds. No. They're not franchising Jordan Poyer. No. I even saw someone, not suggested because it would never happen, Devin Singletary. No way. Which is way. never going to happen. Absolutely not. I'd be, sh- I'd be really, I'd be shocked if they tagged Poyer. I'd be surprised if they tagged Edmonds. I mean, you can tag him and still get a long-term contract because you really don't want to carry a $21 million cap number for Tremaine Edmonds next season. For a team that's, over the cap by twenty million and needs to create space. You wouldn't want to eat up twenty in space, twenty plus for Tremaine Edmonds. I don't think they're going to use the tag on either guy. I don't think they should use the tag on either guy. I'm, I'm still fairly convinced 
that Poyer's not coming back, and I think Edmonds is going to sign. The question is, what's the magic number? And do the Bills have a number in their mind where they go, this is it, we're not going any higher than whatever it is. He's not getting Roquan Smith money, obviously. He's not setting the market. What's the number that the Bills might have in mind? Is Tremaine Edmonds the toughest call the Bills have had for signing a guy that comes up? Milano, let's remember Milano. Hmm. We were all resigned to him leaving. I thought for sure he would hit the market, and, and once he did that, he was a goner. And he didn't leave. They brought him back. They brought, in that same offseason, Feliciano and Daryl Williams. Right? It was all three. We actually kind of thought all three might leave, and all three came back. Yeah. Tredavious White never got to that, that stage. Never to Dawkins that. never got there. Josh Allen, of course, never mm-hmm. got there. And if he did, it wouldn't be a hard decision. Yeah. I think Tremaine Edmonds is the toughest call they've had to make. For one more year, and then it's Ed Oliver. I don't think that's a tough call at all. You don't think so? Nope. I, you, nope. you think he's not coming back? That's correct. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I, I, if I had to make a guess right now, I'd be with you because he's not getting, they're not going to give him the big defensive well, he, tackle contract. In right. fact, and, if they give Edmonds the big contract, that even goes even further towards they're not going to pay Oliver. I just think that when it comes to Oliver, the way they talked about him at the end of the season, he needs to find another level. Or he, he, yeah, he, he, there's a little more meat on the bone, I he, believe is the yeah, phrase. They basically want more from him, and I don't think that they are willing to yeah. see him have a good year in a contract year and just bring him back on a big contract. Edmonds, while they would also say he did just have his best year, he had good years before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He was a consistently, or has been, a consistently really good player and contributor, and this might have been his best year, so maybe his price goes up. No, I don't think Oliver's a tough call. I think they'll let him walk. I think Edmonds stays. I'm really the closer we get to free agency. A lot of this was sure. Last season was a big season for him, and I thought he had his most consistent start to finish, most consistent season. He is an every down player at an important spot on this roster. And if you look at what's going on around him, okay, maybe Ed Oliver only has one more season left, and then he's gone. You know, Von Miller has probably two more years, and they'll. Probably move on from that contract. Matt Milano is under contract for two more years. I don't know that he gets another deal here. They're not going to sink money into Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. I don't think. Like significant money into either of their safeties. So I think if you look at what's going on, what he does, the player he is, and I know he's been somewhat polarizing in his career, right? We're all expecting bigger things from Tremaine Edmonds. But he's a good football player. And he makes a lot of plays. And he became more consistent in terms of difference-making plays. And he, you can use him as a blitzer. And I think he's gotten better over time in getting off blocks and, and correctly choosing the angle on run plays. He obviously is a, a, he's a big part of their pass coverage in their zone because of his length, his athleticism, his range, his ability to drop back in coverage. And I, I think there are a number of things he does well. And I think... In terms of handing out big contracts, it's not going to Poyer. It's not going to Singletary. I, at this point, it's not going to go to Oliver. I don't think it's going to Gabe Davis. It's not going to Micah Hyde. If there's one big contract over these two off seasons, these next two, I think it's Tremaine Edmonds. And I think they want an every-down guy in the middle of their defense. I don't think he walks. I just think they're going to invest in him. The reason, of course, they're not going to franchise Singletary is that they're going to draft a running back, right, in the first yeah, round? Yeah, right. Did you see the latest mock draft? Well, I didn't. And by the latest, I mean there's you know like 50 every day. I, I was going to ask you about Zach Jones' mock draft because I saw you had – I didn't read the the mock, but I saw you tweeted at him uh-huh. that he made the list. Well, I didn't think it was a good list. Zach Jones posted a mock draft at our website, WGR550.com. He clickbaited us. Oh. 
<laughs> he put he put the picture as Bijan Robinson and did not have that. the Bills. Oh, okay. The Bills did not take Bijan Robinson. He was off the board before the Bills picked. Okay, good. However, 33rdteam.com, this is a it's a good site. I think it's actually a pretty good football site. Mike Lombardi's part of this one, right? I think Mike Mike, yeah, Mike Lombardi or Mike, Mike Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum, one of the Mike's. Yeah, my on apologies to whichever I Mike I got wrong is. there. They, in their latest mock draft, had the Bills trading up for, for a running back. Oh, dear Lord, you got to be kidding me. Trading up to 22, it would cost the Bills. Joe, you, you're going to love this trade. A first and a third. Oh, my God, no. Oh, my Lord, please. They, basically, they move up five spots. Baltimore gets a third. The Bills get a fifth back. So they drop down 50 spots in from the third to the fifth and move up five spots and take Bijan Robinson 22nd overall in the latest mock draft from 33rdteam.com. Listen, if there's if, someone specific there, or are we putting the whole the whole website on the list? It's a good question. It does not say it, it is not attributed to a single person that did this mock draft. I think I we have think. To, to be safe. We have to put the whole, the whole website yeah. on the list. I think Where's so. Dave Gettleman? Is are we talking about? Is this guy going to be wearing a gold jacket? So you draft, you trade up to get Bijan Robinson because he'll be in Canton someday. I think maybe even more annoying than the trade in the pick would be everyone. Appla- oh, M- is Mike Mayock still on TV? Oh, great pick by the Bills. That's exactly what they need. Establish a run game. Balance with Josh. Just the instant reaction to it would be as maddening as the pick. I'm not a fan of drafting a running back. We covered that the other day. I'm even less trade a fan of up. trading an asset to move up. for. So we're talking about this guy. Is the, what he's the final piece to a Super Bowl puzzle for the Bills, so you've got to trade up and get him. I mean, I, I have not, I have not watched the kid play, so I couldn't even tell you. I'm not even sure how much Texas football I would have seen, so I can't tell you anything about him. He's great. He's like, great. Like you have to have this piece great. He's, like you can't. This is the difference maker. He's Saquon great. But the idea of trading up for him, of course, is out of this world. I thought you were <laughs> going to tell me they were trading up for a wide receiver. No, trade up for a running back in this latest mock draft. You know, hey, whatever, it's mock draft season. Well, I would say no. I would vote no on that if you're asking for my opinion. If this were to happen, that, that's the fun part about all these mock drafts. In this one, as it plays out, they trade up to 22. I would be thinking, like, hmm, on the board still, Zay Flowers or, you know, there's some tackles and some guards. But, yeah, they take, uh, they take a running back. If the Bills take a running back, aren't the aren't the Bengals and the Chiefs happy? Yeah, I would be. Sweet. Yeah, if I was, you know, a, a, an, if I were a Dolphins fan, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine, go take a running back. You want to get even more upset? This no, might get you no, more upset. Not, not really In the thirty third team dot com draft, where they draft, they trade up to draft a running back with their second round pick. They take an edge rusher. Come on, you're no. Yeah, you're kidding me. Yep. Start a new. Who list. did this draft? What? An edge rusher? Yeah. An edge rusher and a running back. Yeah, because, you know, they don't need wide receivers or offensive line help or a safety or maybe a linebacker if Edmonds doesn't sign. Sure, get another edge rusher. No. If, if, no. Uh, just, okay, shut up, Howard. 803-0552. Join us this morning. Sal coming up top of the hour. Uh, hey, uh, reminder, heads up. Jelly Roll is going on tour. Okay, quick question. Yeah. Who or what is Jelly Roll? Oh, it's a great band. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. I don't either. It's actually a person. 
Okay, it's see, a person. I, I didn't know either. <laughs> okay, thank you, Joe. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Jelly Roll is going on tour. They will be at Darien Lake this summer, August third, to be precise. Uh, tickets will be going on sale this Friday morning at ten at LiveNation.com. That is part one. Part two, we will be giving away tickets beginning today and running the rest of the week to see said show. So keep listening for your chance to win on WGR. I think he has Steph Curry in him, which is good short area movement. I think he has really good flexibility. I think he's going to be a great passer, not a good passer. And over the next three to five years, guys, if we were sitting here, I think Bryce Young is going to be the better NFL quarterback than Justin Fields, Hmm. taking nothing away from Justin Fields. I think he has a chance to be really special because of what he can do down the field with his accuracy. And Justin Fields' game has some holes in it. Mike Tannenbaum on Bryce Young, who I just thought we're talking a little mock draft here. That 33rdteam.com, their mock draft had Bryce Young going number one, the Colts, and four quarterbacks going in the top ten, which I do think is a good bet. Anytime you want to flirt with quarterbacks in the first round, they all end up going quick. Chicago's trading out of the one, right? Lock it in. Question is who gets that pick, right? Isn't I do not like, think they're trading. You don't think? I think they are drafting a quarterback and trading Justin Sh- Fields. Really? Yeah, which I think they should do. Huh. Okay, I have not seen a lot of people talk about that. I figured it was going to be Houston trying to figure out how to get the first quarterback off the board, not the Colts. Lock and Fora did say after at the Combine that, what do you say, several GMs have said that they're looking to trade Fields, not huh. the pick. Could just be a smokescreen that they want people to think that they could keep the pick to yeah. up the price. But to me, there is perfectly fine logic to if you find a quarterback, which Bryce Young seems to be one that is close enough in quality to field as a prospect, why would you ever choose two years of a rookie contract versus four hmm. years of a rookie contract? So the gap, if the gap in talent isn't that big, you'd want a guy yeah. who's under control for Re- basically five years. Reset it. The other thing about Fields hmm. is wow. his right. his big leap this year, he started the run, which was great, but his fancy stats EPA was really not much better passing. Is that right? No. A lot of his EPA gain was from running the ball. So if you were hoping for, you know, gains in his passing of the ball, it didn't really come. Well, I guess if you trade Justin Fields, you'd be looking to get a, what, at least two first round picks in return? Good luck. Wouldn't that be the Ooh, market value? Good luck. You don't think? I don't know. I mean Joe lays out the case. You want a you want a rookie quarterback that's not on a full rookie deal? Two yeah. firsts for that? I'd rather just use a first. I would never want my team to do that, but would someone pay that? No, I don't think so. So, so what, one just first, a first and then and like some change, other some conditional change. pick or something? Yeah. I don't know. I guess how desperate teams are how how desperate will teams be for a quarterback? Right? There's at least I was going through this yesterday. I mean, at least he, seven or eight teams that are dying for a quarterback right now. If he were traded, is he more or less expensive than Aaron Rodgers? That's a good question. Hmm. Uh, less. Less than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Who is 39. But has proven an I, awful lot. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What less. are you getting fields for? Three more years, basically? Right? He's, you, he's you just finished two more two years. years of the rookie deal, and then, and you then the, the option. option. Yeah. Yep. So you got a little time before you'd have to pay him. But. Yeah. Huh. Hey. Sal's coming up. we got more football talk on the way. Tag period opens today. We'll talk about whether or not the Bills might, should, use the tag on either Tremaine Edmonds or Jordan Poyer. That's coming up in a moment. 803-0550 to join us in WGR. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.